So this week, uh, Michael had a family emergency, so I will not be making fun of him for not being here. However, uh, I do have Troy this week. So, uh, Troy, say hi. Hello, everybody. Hello. Well, it's good to be back here, Spencer. Yes. Uh, how, how have you been? It's been, you know, a minute. It's been a while. I'm about to say, I think the last time I spoke to you, I mean, we we we, t- we, we might message for here and there, but I think the last time we spoke it was actually the podcast. Which that was like what a month ago, maybe well, even longer. Well, that's awkward. <laughs> I know, but, but no, I've been good. I mean, I haven't been talking to a lot of people. That's the thing. Quarantine has made me so isolated that I don't talk to a lot of people on a normal basis anymore. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel the same way. I've been kind of spacey lately. Um, yeah, and we were gonna record like you know hours ago and. And I just, oh, yeah. I just fucking dropped the ball. I, God, I haven't been sleeping well. So like I ended up waking up at, you know, the crack of five today because I couldn't get to sleep until like, you know, 10 a.m. Right though, right? Yeah, it's my day off. It's fine. It's just, you know, I mean, I, that's it's still not fun. Yeah, no, I, I had a weird dream. I was, I was trying to meet a friend for lunch and um, I kept going places to buy. I, I, I got a bowl of pho and I kept trying to go to places to buy like a drink to drink with the pho, like just like a water or something, you know, it was probably like a soda, but you know, it's a dream. Don't think about it. I'd say, yeah, the more you think of it, like the, the, honestly, it, it's not really meant to be analyzed that detail. Yeah, unless well, you want it to be. Well, you know, this is a this is, you know, psychotherapy of a truck. By the way, welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers. I'm your host Spencer Polio, and with me as always is the inseparable Troy Reeves. Hey, well, thanks Spencer. I appreciate that. It's good to be good to be back. I I when you hit hit me up uh I I I couldn't say no. Especially hey. I Thursday yeah. was like my only free day. I could have been really able to do this. So I pre- I'm happy to come back out. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't say no. It's because I threatened you with bodily harm. If you said, if you said no, I mean, I can't confirm or deny that. However, I mean, when you did message me, I had like a massive headache that morning. And I remember like, I thought I messaged you like, Oh yeah, I can do it. But then like, I think it was like two o'clock or something later that afternoon. I realized I never, I never messaged you back. I was like, Oh shit. I should probably message him. Let him know. I'm yeah, I'm down. I'm down. There you go. But no. Um, yeah, I bought, this is the other problem. I bought Microsoft flight sim and shit. Microsoft, Microsoft flight simulator. Is it 10 or whatever? The new one, the new one, Microsoft flight simulator 2020. Okay. Um, they, yeah, they just do yearly. Okay. It, yeah. yeah, this one's just got a year on it. The last one was FSX, but you know, and so I uh, I was like, okay, cool, I'll play that, and then um, it has destroyed my life. It's not oh, like it's not like Factorio bad, but like it's it's on that level. I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about it, but I know it's very niche, and I know yeah. it's one of those games where. It's pushing the PC to its limits. Like it's meant it's it's for like the hobbyists who want to really embrace the simulation from what I understand. And that's always been the series from what I like got gathered from people talking about it. The the thing that like people don't talk about and this is okay. So a lot of flight sims um, 
Hi, this is super nerdy. So, you know, if you want to skip this part, just, you know, hit that 30 second button. But I do want to talk about it. <laughs> it's fine. But I, mean, I, I talk about games for my podcast, so I completely understand. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But no, um, like with a lot of flight sims, like I played Falcon 4 BMS and DCSA 10, um, which yeah, are um, combat flight sims. Um for years and the thing about those games is you generally have like a plot or like a campaign of some sort to play through but the thing about uh flight simulator is you basically have a map of the whole world and a bunch of airports and a bunch of planes and the game goes kick some ass bud you got you got this and that's it that's the game like like they barely teach you how to fly. I think there's like one tutorial that teaches you how to fly one of the 30 aircraft in the game. Jesus Christ. So I mean, that's always been those, I feel like sort of the downside of why not a lot of people get into those series, but also like kind of the appeal. It's like, you kind of learn as you go along and kind of, I don't know. Like, I mean, I know it has its audience and I heard nothing but great things about this new iteration. Like, yeah, a lot, so, a lot of people I follow been talking about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's good to get my joystick out once again. Phrasing. Um, yeah, oh, like the you actually have like the kit, like the set, like the set, like the joysticks and everything, the knobs, just to make it feel like I am a motherfucking pilot. <laughs> I have I have a two hundred and fifty dollar joystick. I've owned one for about five years now, six years. Um, Fair. It's I mean it's stupid nice, but. Okay, so here's another funny thing. I, I promise I will stop talking about this after this part, but I need to bitch for a second. Fucking Logitech put out. So I have a joystick called the X55, which is put out by a company called Saytech. And um, a few years ago, uh, Logitech and Saytech teamed up with each other and put out a joystick called the X56. It is identical button for button input for input identical to my joystick wow but for some reason microsoft flight sim physically detects and has profiles for the x56 but doesn't have inputs and profiles for the x55 so I had to rebind all of my controls for this fucking game. Whereas my friend who has the X56 is just like, oh, it's all set up for me. Kick ass. And that was it. So, yeah, basically, fuck you, Logitech. Fuck you, Microsoft. I hate you. That's the end of the story. Anyway. Oh, um, my God. I, I I have no. I mean, all the gaming I've been just trying to catch up on the games I've been trying to record for my show and. Yeah, what, revisiting, huh? No, you you should. I mean, what uh, what games are you working on next? If you don't mind letting me plug your show for a second. Oh yeah, oh, yeah no, oh, my 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 show uh, up and down and all around, which you can also uh, listen to, to on Anchor or any of your favorite podcast uh, platforms. Here, um, we have a couple. I have a couple games in my uh, already. I am playing through Mega Man X again. Ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, that was the one. 
I knew like I got I got my buddy Matt J for that episode, which I'm super excited because I knew like he was the one that I wanted to pick for that episode. It's like if I'm talking about that game, he's the one I'm going to talk it with because I know he's a big Mega Man X person. And also, I haven't played really played the Mega Man X games like I played through Mega Man X, but I don't think I have truly beaten it. So I'm trying to beat it this time around. Um, which I've been enjoy. I've been loving the game. It's a fun game. Amazing soundtrack. I love like the art design. Like I love everything about it, but I forgot how brutally hard those games can be. And I just kind of had that moment where I had like look at myself and I'm like, do I really suck at games? Cause I kept on dying in the penguin chill penguin level, which is the first, like the first level that you go to because you get the dash and it's normally like the easiest level out of the eight bosses. But I just been dying so much from stupid bullshit that I'm like, am I dying because I suck or is this weird Emily Emily play Emily? I cannot Emily. I cannot say Emily. God damn it! Like bad guy placement. Bad guy. Um, yeah, there, there you go. But you just had like um, a full on Porky Pig moment. That was great. I I know I had like a almost mental breakdown there, but it's I've been fine. playing for. No, it's all good. I've been playing for that, and I've been also playing through um, the original Metroid, which I never truly played on the NES, um, which has been definitely an interesting experience, but I've been enjoying that game as well. And I've also been playing through Thomas Was Alone um, for the show. So those are like kind of like the free episodes that I'm we're, uh, going to um, be next on the docket here. Well, that's and then, of course... Yeah, and of course, Nintendo just announced the Mario 3D collection. So, of course, I'm finally going to find an excuse to talk about the big boys. So, yeah, there's some stuff I'm planning. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's, you know, fun. I, I like ha- I like I like it. <laughs> I have to ask and you're going like, to judge me for asking this. What's up? Are you going to talk about the sequelitis episode about Mega Man X in your Mega Man X episode? It's that because I know there's a couple ones or like it's at the video, like like one of the Game Grumps guys he did. Yeah, right? Ego Raptor. Yeah, Ego Raptor. That I don't awkward. think I have actually watched that one. There's the Mega Man X, the Mega Man video I X video that I always think about. I forgot who did it, but he talks about the evolution of how like he compares the Mario jump to 3D and Mega Man jump from 8 bit to 16 bit and how it's like sort of similar approaches but oddly different takes on it you should check out that video first off i gotta i gotta give you crap aaron hansen is ego raptor before he was a game grump it drives drives me so crazy it's okay go on i i I don't because i know because i have seen his zelda one and I've seen a couple of this stuff. I probably have seen the Mega Man X one. It's just not, uh, I'm not like familiar with it anymore right now. No, but it's fine. I, still, I also am just not a, one, I'm not a fan of game grumps. Like I always get people looking at me like, why you're not a fan of game. I'm just, I, it's fine. Yeah. Like it's fine. Like I understand why it has its audience. Sometimes I do think it's a little too mean spirited, but that's just me. Yeah. I actually don't really like Aaron. Like there's just uh, something about him that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And it's like, maybe like he doesn't seem like a complete jerk. Like it's me. I maybe that's a personal thing and it's just, I don't know. He just, I don't really like him, but again, I understand why he has an audience. Cause I do think he does put out good material as just personally. And maybe he's just not my cup of tea. I feel you. No. Um, so 
So um, I'm trying to think of how to transition into this because I do have a, a funny story for you. Um, yeah, hit me. I love funny stories. Well, it's actually two funny stories. So the other night I was um, I went and got tacos with one of my friends. Tacos are good. Yeah, there's a place down on Lamar called uh, El Tacarito, which is one of the fucking best tacos in the in the city. Is and that the one near 183? It's near um it's it's across the street from the HEB on uh this is okay. way too much information. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're talking about. We don't have to say it yet, but I know what you're talking on, about. On on uh Runberg. But yeah. um but anyway, but so I went there like two thirty in the morning with one of my friends. This is why my schedule is completely fucked, by the way, everybody. And um we went there and we ordered and I ordered in English and my friend sitting next to me, he speaks fluent Spanish. So he ordered in Spanish. And when they were talking in Spanish, I interrupted at one point in English because I wanted like a drink. And so it was this really weird conversation situation where it was like, I understood what was going on, but I don't speak Spanish, but I understand it well enough that I can like follow a conversation and it, so it was really funny where it was just like I was in the middle translating. And with that in mind, um, that leads me into my second story. So I was watching Telemundo the other day. And OK, yeah. And uh, there was this it was like the news because I don't watch the news in English. I don't I hate it. And I know Telemundo's like isn't Telemundo owned by Fox or something I don't remember. Universal, I believe. I think it's Universal. Like oh, okay. NBC. Oh, okay. Well, that's I'm, that's better. But don't the point, quote me on that. But I'm pretty. I'm like 85 percent positive about that one. Yeah, but but I was watching the news the other day on Telemundo, and there was this really weird news report. I think this is why I st- I I flipped to that channel, and it was like these people like running into the ocean to like clean their clothes. And Mm -hmm. it was really like strange. I was like, what's what the heck's going on? And, you know, they would they would like run to the ocean wearing like fully clothed and then they would come out like and their clothes would be perfectly clean. And they so they went up to one of the guys and they interviewed him to ask him, you know, how this works. And the guy just sort of points to the ocean, goes tide l wave <laughs> oh my god he's always trouble with his non complacence shotgun eyes shotgun eyes <laughs> So the song Tidal Wave by the band The Killers. <laughs> what do you think of it, Troy? The Tidal Wave from The Killers? Yeah, yeah. We, we've now switched into the episode proper. Oh, God. Um, I actually really like the show. You, you, When you say recommend a deep cut, from I believe from Day and Age, this was the first one I picked because I it was actually one of my favorite tracks from the record however i didn't i forgot that it was actually a bonus track it was not actually on the original yeah that was uh, released that was what happened it was it was really weird so 
when we first made the pod, you had mentioned that you wanted to come on the pod and specifically talk about how day and age was really underrated. Which, uh, yeah, it's probably my second favorite album behind hot fuzz from them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And so I wanted to get you on the pod to talk about a day and age song, but the thing about day and age is for me, there's some heavy hitters. There's some heavy hitters there. Well, yeah, for me personally, there's a lot of heavy hitters. So I don't ever, I feel like I'm always like kind of skipping around doing day and age because it's like, it's an album that I have a lot of like close memories with. Um, I have a lot of nostalgia about it. Um, and so I, when I needed someone to come on the pod and I was like, okay, let me get Troy. I, uh, I hit you up and I was like, I didn't know what song to pick. Cause, um, my first choice, I had a country song that I wanted to do with him, a killer's country song. And, um, with my other choice, who was my sister, DJ EMP, who is on a bonus episode that you can check out at patreon.com slash soul of a truck, a killers podcast. Uh, you know, both of them declined and I was like, okay, we're getting Troy here and then we're going to do a day and age deep cut. Cause I know he wants to talk about this. And yeah. when, and then you suggested tidal wave and I was like, I don't even fucking know this song. I think you even said that like when we were talking about it, which I was like, holy crap. And I'm like, really? I found a song that Spencer didn't know. And then I had to remind myself that, oh, yeah, this is a bonus track. Like this was not on the album proper, but I feel like it has like a lot of people love this song from the from what I gathered. Like what's weird is how I discovered this song that it was actually like from that section. So believe it or not, I would uh, back in like 2008. Yeah, 2008, 2009, I would I was really starting to get into really appreciating music as an art form and really diving into like researching about bands and stuff like that or like really trying to like go out of my way to find out stuff. I stumbled upon this list of best killers songs out of all the websites. It was IGN because they used to have a music section. I don't know if they do anymore. They might. But it might not be as like, you know, their providence. And even back then, it was kind of like in the background compared to like the gaming and every other stuff they do there. But they made this list and this was like the only day and day and age like song that came from it. And I remember liking day and age, but I'm like, I never heard this song. And then I like I found found it because I think it was like an I2 exclusive. And I honestly fell in love with it and kind of shocked that it was a bonus track. Cause I feel like it would have honestly be a perfect finale for the record. In my opinion, I actually found the article. You found the article. Holy shit. Yeah, it's called the killers ultimate mix. And it's because the killers were, I guess in guitar hero five. Um, yeah, they were. It was like, yeah, that's because Guitar Hero was really big around that. OK, no, this is back into it was updated in 2012. So that's right. Right. When um, what's the the one that followed day and age Battleborn or whatever? Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. Battleborn was after oh. day and age. And yeah, Tidal Wave is the last uh, the last track on this list. And OK, this is weird. So 
this says it's included as a bonus track on the U.S. and Canadian iTunes version of Day and Age, which is why I'd never heard it because I had the physical CD. Um, nostalgia story. I actually bought this CD on my way home from, I believe, a bowling tournament. And I just picked it up and me and my dad listened to it stuck in traffic in some fucking place. I don't even remember. And uh, that's why I have such a high opinion of Day and Age because the album, we listened to it straight through. And the at the end of the album, my dad and I were like, that album was basically perfect except for the last song, which we've already talked about on the show. Um. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm trying to remember the last track. Oh yeah, good night, travel well. Yeah, exactly. Which is an interesting finale to say the least. It's probably my least favorite of the track listing, but yeah, that's that's what makes Day and Age so good. Like I listen to it basically straight through every time I listen to it, and there's, uh, you know, it's it's a good it's a good fucking album, and as far as Tidal Wave is. Okay, so I've kind of kept my opinion close to my chest. Tidal Wave is like half a good song. I think I think the way it starts is really good. And then it turns into like, don't shoot me, Santa, like halfway through, which is really weird. And I mean, <laughs> which, OK, granted, I love don't shoot me, Santa. That's a spoiler for the pod, but whatever. Um, but it's not what this song is. And the other thing about this is this song is basically just runaways, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Like, See, it, like it's it's a very dreamy track. Like, honestly, it's very, it, it's obviously it's an old this track could only come a, come around during this era of the band because I wouldn't see them really make this track in any other album recording session because to me, this is like really embracing the uh, sync pop kind of david bowie-esque it uh, like i i'm trying like i'm trying to like really think like more like low hunky dory type david bowie I a mean, little bit i mean that's what day and age is i always i mean that, that's, it. It. that's why i love day and age because it's basically honestly the killer's attempt to make a bowie record in my opinion exactly but. the day and age is a bowie record like it's like how you know sam's town is a springsteen album or how, uh, you know, what's uh, wonderful, wonderful is basically like it's like if Springsteen wrote an album for you, too, and then the killers performed. Well, that, would have, that would have been interesting. Well, that's that's what wonderful, wonderful basically it, is. That, I, yeah, I was I say it's been a while since I heard that album, but I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, I can see that. I can see cause that song does definitely. It's not that long of a track. It's almost five minutes. Well, like five minutes can be long to people. Um, well, that's the yeah. thing. That's the thing about this. Yeah, it's, this track. it's 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 just four. It's just a little above four minutes. It's four minutes and thirteen seconds. Yeah, that's kind of the thing about this track. It honestly, to me, like at about like the two and a half minute mark, I just want it to end. Like I, I'm literally like glaring at the wall, like melting, and. I don't know. Like everyone fucking loves it, but I don't know. Like I said, it's the first half is so damn catchy and tidal wave. 
Exactly. Right away. <laughs> oh, it's no, it's so good. And then halfway through, you're just like, okay, we get it. Tidal wave. Cause the other thing is like, um, and we're not quite to the kill the, the lyrics yet. Cause I don't want to get there yet, but I, I feel like the story is kind of over by about halfway through the song. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm just looking at like the last part of like the core. It's literally just the chorus. And then like, there's like a free verse outro. Um, but yeah, and, no, it's, yeah, I can see. I mean, I like it. I, I really love it. Like it is, it's not like going to be like my favorite of like the killers, even like, even in this session. Cause I mean, there's a lot of great tracks like human and spaceman and neon tiger, I think are really fantastic mm-hmm. tracks. Exactly. Uh, um, and I could kind of see why this became a bonus track because I could definitely see your argument of where the first half is very catchy and there was a great idea, but it does kind of just kind of just goes along. But I kind of like when songs kind of let them breathe like that and kind of just go along with the flow. I mean, again, this is why probably why I love bands like LCD Sound System or again, why my favorite like Kanye track is Runaway because there's it's a nine minute track that really could have ended at five. But the last four minutes to me still works because it's like adds this emotional depth to the song. It's it's like, I, um, did you ever listen to like Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, like, the, the, the record, not just the song itself. Well, I'm talking about specifically the song itself. OK, because um, like you listen to that track and it always feels like it's about one verse too long. And see, a, yeah, I don't. I don't mind it when a track like, you know, kind of wants to like, you know, sit and kind of, you know, marinate in itself. That sounds dirty. But at the same time, there's a point where it's just like, okay, we get it. And I think I think a good song ends when you hit that. okay, we get it, Mark, you know, but that's just like my opinion. I think we should check out the Reddit because I actually have some Reddit links uh, which you suggested, actually. Yes, because I just stumbled upon one of them that says Tidal Wave is like one of the best. Tr- like, I'm bummed that it's not on the actual album. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a so I'm on a Reddit thread on Are the Killers called Song of the Week, number 28, Tidal Wave. And um, the this first person named B-Hop with four P's says, oh, God. And is quoting the song and we know they'll do their best somewhere in the golden West. This line line. (laughs) always sticks out to me for some reason. The song has grown on me so much recently. I love the synths and the vocals are done to perfection. And then Bob Bobinti. I swear to God, we've mentioned Bobinti on the pod before. Whatever. He says, me too. It's such a strong track, as well as four wins, which we still haven't done yet. I feel like we should we should bring it up at some point in the near future, because you know about the four wins cover. Um, I don't remember. It wasn't it wasn't installed us or it wasn't. It was part of a it was a part of a single. But four wins is a cover of another song. Hold on. Or wins the killers. Actually, a hundred percent familiar with that. So four wins is a oh oh okay sorry. Um, 
No, no, no. I'm I'm wrong. Oh, it's it's a cover of the song Four Winds by the band Bright Eyes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which I guess we're gonna have to just talk about. I'm gonna just cancel whatever our plans are for this week between me and Michael and say, all right, we're just gonna cover that fucking Bright Eyes cover this week because I'm tired of it getting mentioned on the Reddit. <laughs> um but I already I think I already closed that thread, so we'll never find out what the rest of that statement is. Uh, oh, it really surprises me that it didn't make the cut. Cool. Thanks, Bobinti. And then so then there's another thread called I'm sad that Tidal Wave was only a bonus track. It should have been on day and age proper. Anyone have any other bonus tracks that they love? And then, that's one thing, yeah, because that's always the argument of like, because there's always those sessions that like the bonus track. You kind of wonder like, because it holds so well on its own. You're like, why did it get cut? Honest, um, honestly, I could I could see why this one got cut. As much as like I would personally think it would be a great finale for the record, I could totally see why this was just a bonus track. <laughs> Brandon always struck me as someone. And this is totally me speaking for him, so I'm totally wrong on this for the record. But, OK, but Brandon always struck me as someone who's very pragmatic in his song choice as far as like organizing records. And so he's if something doesn't fit with the album itself and I don't think Tidal Wave is quite there. I think it's yeah. I don't think it would work as a final track because. You know, you you kind of for one, "Good Night Travel Well" is, you know, Dave Kuning's like like love song to his mom, um, who had just passed away. So he wanted to. So I feel like it was a much like more heartfelt ending to the album. But also, I think the song it doesn't end the album on the note that. It's it's too hopeful, and I know that's sort of silly sounding, but I I think this song is just it's a little too like posy for the album itself because this album is kind of it's I think it's like one of the saddest of the Killers albums, like like melancholy, yeah, melancholic, you know, like like how um, Spaceman is is literally about like being abducted by aliens. <laughs> well, yeah, that too, but you know, it's about, you know, the feeling of like no one believing you and it's very, you know, and human is about, you know, identity and um who we are as basically people. You know, it's like there's a lot of shit on these albums and I feel like this song is almost way too hopeful. And that's honestly a good note to end the album on. I agree with you. But at the same time, I don't think that's what they were going for. And so bing, bang, boom, it's a bonus track. No, I feel that. Yeah, like that's yeah. That, and that's kind of like the reason why I see why it got to a bonus track, because as much as like I do really personally love the, the track itself and think it should should have made the final cut. I see why it did it because yeah, it is a little, I'm not even just that it does. It does kind of feel incomplete a little bit, even though I really do like the track. Cause the second half does kind of 
wander. However, that's kind of why I like the track in its yeah. own right. Could it kind of just, you know, kind of goes with the flow. But I, I see why they would have like, you know, and especially I didn't know the uh, last track um, was for one of the band members uh, love letter to their mom after their pa- her passing. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that's the OK. I don't know. There's um, a lot of people always talk about the idea of the killers releasing like a quote unquote sawdust part two. What do you think, uh, you know, and releasing all these tracks as a main album, which would be awesome, by the way, killers, yeah. if you're listening, fucking do that, but give it a dumber name than sawdust. Cause I just want to hear like people get really mad. Call it just wood. Call it wood. What would wood. you, what would you call sawdust part two? Troy. I mean, Honestly, Wood's kind of a good title because it's just like, <sighs> but I'm trying to think like what it's all this, but I'm like, that's just wood, like shredded wood. Um, campfire. I don't fucking know. <laughs> call it, call it, call it Piecrete. No one knows what that is. That that's uh, good. That is a joke that no one is going to get. Okay. Piecrete is a mixture of wood pulp and ice. And we, the U.S. military, I swear to God, thought of building an aircraft carrier out of that material. Um, I'm a nerd, everybody. I, 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 I don't know. I'm just because I'm not. I, I enjoyed the killers. I'm pretty sure I stated it on the show before. I really love the band. I mean, I do love Hot Fuzz. I do love Day and Age, and I do. I actually have really come to, came around with Sam's Town, but I just haven't really. F- followed the band as much like honestly post day and age is when i kind of fell off so i just i don't know if i'm the right person to say what would you name the next b cuts of the killers troy (laughs) i mean but i I like wood to be perfectly honest Wood's kind of just like it's that yeah why the fuck not (laughs) you heard it here first folks we're calling the next killers b-sides album wood um, have you, okay. Uh, we're getting super distracted. So we do, we, at some point I, I will go to the, uh, the lyrics here, but, um, have you listened to the new album? What did you think of it? If you have. Haven't yet. I oh. heard a few tracks. I like caution and yeah. caution is a good one. I, I, I know it came out cause I was excited about it. Cause I was the singles that were leading up to it. I was generally surprised about, like I was kind of into it. Like I wasn't like in love with them, but I definitely was, it got my interest, but I heard it. I don't know if it's just because I just been in like, just go, what's just going on with everything. I just haven't been reaching out. Like the killers is just, they're just a, not a, their new album hasn't been like an album. I've been really seeking out right now i've been in a weird i've been in a weird like uh pop and i've been listening to a lot of frank ocean's blonde again like i've just been kind of going back to some like pop and r&b records at the moment but i'm i'm intending to listen to it at some point because i heard decent things i heard decent things you should it's it's very very good i uh finally did get my copy of it after almost a week and a half of waiting which I don't want to talk about anyway. Um, so there's, uh, there's like two more Reddit threads I save, but I think we're, we're beyond the Reddit conversation. So let's go look at lyrics. Um, yeah, sure. Let's go. So I've got um, the, I, I got it right here. Yeah. Okay. So first one, 
He's always Shut trouble. Up. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. He's always trouble with his non-complacent, which is a very Shh. weird statement. Uh, shotgun eyes, shotgun eyes. But I love his delivery of this line of like shotgun eyes, shotgun. I don't know why. Like I no, like, it's so catchy. Like the beginning of this song is incredible. Um, Brandon's, Brandon's like, like his delivery in this song honestly makes the track for me. I I love the synth pop, but I like his delivery with his lyrics honestly make this track work for this, me. Okay, so for real, this song is basically like it. I I, I was making this comparison earlier. Um, hold on, I need to go to Genius for this other lyric. So this song kind of feels like almost a companion piece to the song Runaways, which I think is a tighter track personally. In that's an from Battle, is that from Battleborn? Maybe? Yes, it's it's like uh, the second the lead third single, right? Battleborn. It was the lead single, yeah. And so this song starts out with a description of like the dude, whereas Runaway starts with blonde hair blowing in summer wind, a blue eyed girl playing in the sand. I'd been on a trail for a little while, but that was the night she broke down and held my hand. And so it, it kind of is weird, like how Tidal Wave is um, like describing the dude and it almost feels like from the girl's perspective, not like the other guys. And then, oh. and then the next part of the verse, she's always taken by his reputation. He's so bad. He's so it's really hard not to sing that. You're right. Um, it's his delivery, man. He just fuck. <laughs> it's yeah. catchy as shit. I, I would not, you, you nailed it on the head on that one. On Saturday night, they're running for the shadow. Um, but it, it's like I said, like it's the same story. It's the same plot. Like I think killer, I think killers, Brandon killers. <laughs> I think Brandon kind of had like a forbidden love song kind of like stuck in his heart or wherever things get stuck for Brandon because Yeah. When. So if you've listened to Sawdust, you know that there's that cover of Romeo and Juliet, which is an incredible cover. Highly recommend. Yeah, I'm about to say, I remember listening to it back in the day, but it's definitely been a hot minute. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And so that happened on the Sawdust, which I believe was either the Samstown and or um, the uh, Hot Fuss sessions. And then. Then they released uh, Day and Age, and this was one of the bonus tracks on one of the singles. And then I think it culminated in them performing and writing Runaways because it's the same track. It's the same like plot, if you will. Uh, you know, you say your heart's not even not ever been broken. You think you know where you're going. Tidal wave tidal wave come rushing over me you say this life has given you nothing you got another thing coming tidal wave tidal wave come rushing you know it's it's i'm trying to think of how to describe it like <clears throat> excuse me i don't know it feels just like this song became almost a 
it's just uh, it's just another forbidden love song that Brandon wanted to write. And the tidal wave is, I guess, growing up. I don't know. What do you think the tidal wave means? What is the tidal wave, Troy? Just, just from like reading the lyrics. Maybe I, I could see that analogy a little bit. It was kind of like the rush of like a Saturday night, like being like hanging out with a person, either if it's like a a partner that you are infatuated with at the moment, just kind of that the rush of being young and and just kind of like, yeah, the tidal wave just realizing it could be like growing up or just like the tidal wave of just the moment of just like pure kind of escape escapism or things that just kind of like be you know like typical like this stuff that you hear a lot when people are like talking about young love and things of that nature or just being in your early 20s or your teenage years and just really experiencing life for the first time i could i I see it from that perspective a bit um but then it gets like yeah he gets warning signs to keep his distance from her old man from okay it's again then it goes to the this forbidden love because who knows like they're she's too young for him or he's too young who or his dad just does her dad just doesn't want her to he's, date he's just a he's just a this he's just one of them boys i don't want you hanging out with one of them boys let's which, imagine what the dad you, sounds like yeah which wouldn't be too far from the killer's like discography let's just just exactly. say that right now <laughs> so i'd say like yeah like the title wait, it's just yeah the rush of a a forbidden love of just being young and kind of reckless and just kind of embracing just kind of being alive. And I think the tidal wave is just that rush of emotion that comes with it. Um, again, that's just my poor take on it. However, I just, that's kind of what I'm just getting from. And then like, yeah, then the cat, the cat, the tide, these tidal waves are caught off track come tomorrow, but I can't go back kind of like probably like realizing that this is kind of it and then cover me. And I think that's when it's like the metaphor of like, the true like the end to i don't know yeah it's 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 you know it's like you finally it's like catharsis almost and no in in verse two i i wanted to mention something yeah sir yeah so they 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 slip away in the early morning and we know they'll do their best somewhere in the golden you know, they slip off to Utah to become a cute Mormon couple. You know, how I, often does that happen in killer songs? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it depends on if you feel that this track is um, a uh, a personal song. Uh, although I don't think that's think how so. Brandon met his wife um, because he met his wife, I believe, in Vegas. Uh, and it's complicated. He he wrote yeah, a song he, about it. <laughs> yeah, and even then, like I don't know, like it's 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 very uh, descriptive. Like it's not very detailed. Like it's it's using a but just a bunch of metaphors. Like we honestly don't really know. We just kind of have an idea. Yeah. So who knows? Although uh, it, I just see this Brandon's. It's like he I I got this idea for a song about these two kids. Yeah, no, I I think, like I said, I think he had it in him for a while and he finally just said, fuck it, we're doing we're doing another one, boys. And then he fucking that's yeah, that's I I could kind of see this as a Sam's town. Like I could see this probably like maybe even written 
after that like this yeah. might have been like something that's been cooked up like since sam's town but it was like he had in the back pocket or something exactly I don't know. exactly no and so yeah um where was the thing and then the outro is literally just cover me i can't go back can't you see um and i guess uh he went to war and he was under fire and uh, no, I'm kidding. That's a silly. That's like a whole like, man, where do you got that from the core city outro? <laughs> Cover me, man. I can't go back. Can't you see? You know, like, you know, there's bullets ricocheting off everything. You know, it's like saving Private Ryan or some shit, you know. And the sad part is I totally could see that approach because it's like, yeah, I can see Brandon kind of like that's just like fast forward 20 years later. Well, fast forward five years later. <laughs> yeah. God. But, you know, but that's I mean, Brandon has this tendency. OK, I have you know, we always talked about the the Vogan poetry scale of Brandon. This song is incredibly coherent. Like I will give I will give this song a lot of credit in that regard. Um, I'm about to say as much as like it's very uh, uh, scripted, uh, skip. Ugh, I cannot pronounce like okay, I'm I'm blanking on the word that's like it's not really detailed or it's not like you know descriptive. Descriptive. I don't even say descriptive. Like it's like you get the idea, but it's very like it kind of leaves it to your interpretation of it. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty. It's definitely like one of Brand's most straightforward lyrically. Yeah, yeah. It was written by. By the way, here's a here's a little pop quiz here. Yeah, here for you. Um, all right, so it was written by Brandon Flowers. Dave Kuning, Mark Stormer, and one more. Who do you think that one more is? Ronnie. <laughs> You're no fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fun anymore. Michael, Michael did that bit last week and I was like, oh, oh, oh. And I just like picked a random like famous musician. And now I try to do it and you just are like, not a fucking chance, bucko. Which yeah, no. shoot I, me down. You just hop in that fucking anti-aircraft gun and just go, 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 go. a lot of just 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 knock me out of the fucking sky. I know. I'm just I'm just you know. I'm sorry. I don't fuck around when it comes to this. No, I feel you. Um. So, but no, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. Um. I again in my in my notes here, I have to mention that. The ending kind of sounds like Don't Shoot Me Santa, which I already brought up. So we don't need to worry about it, that. It did record around that. Like, uh, Don't Shoot Me Santa came out the Christmas before Day and Age came out. So honestly, I would not be surprised if this was made in the same recording session. Oh, I believe it because they do love that 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 killer that it's like the dun 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 dun, you know. Yeah, and I I even think about that until you mention it. I'm like, oh, now I see it. But then again, I don't. I like "Don't Suit Me, Santa." It is a go-to Christmas track of mine that I put on my Christmas playlist. But I don't like really listen to it outside of Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, Mike, Michael, and I have. I think I just have this like really weird, uncanny skill, um, where I just hear other songs in songs. Because uh, anyone who well, goes, I, you go to karaoke with me um, enough that you'll hear me do this. Like a, a track will like come on and I'll start singing the track. It sounds like during the track. Or, uh, you know, I'll do that. Like you've heard um, 
Axes of Awesome's four chord song and slash or Mark Paravingian's uh, Pachelbel rant, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that where I'll just start singing like every four chord song during a four chord song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's definitely I mean, I definitely have listened to a bunch of like music and I definitely compare it to even like to the point like I was I've been on the LCD sound system kick lately just because I haven't really revisited the band as much. And one of my favorite tracks from him from This Is Happening All I Want is straight up fucking heroes from David Bowie. And it's not even like it obviously plays tribute to it, but it obviously wants you to know that it's like, yeah, we we kind of know. <laughs> they they know. I mean, that, that's always been James Murphy's thing, though. Like he's always like he's that musical. Again, he's the guy who would like say that he was at the record store. He had everything before everyone. So like he he's that music nerd. Like he wa- he he's he wants to wear it like a badge of honor. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's good to be like knowledgeable and to know your roots or to put it a more succinct way um uh good artists borrow great artists steal which is uh you know that's yeah. uh you know that's why anyway um so so this week is kind of fun um you haven't been privy to this little aspect of the pod because you weren't here for this. We didn't do this when last you were here, but we've added a segment called named the same because the killers have a lot of songs that are named the same as other tracks. And this week there's a lot of them. So I'm going to like use the Troy Reeves, like knowledgeable skill music thing. I'm good at words to what are uh, words to talk about uh to talk about bands. So this is do you know who Chase Atlantic is? Think so. It doesn't sound too familiar to me. Well, they have a song called in all the caps in the fucking Google Doc. So I'm pres- pres- presuming that you have some knowledge of them. No, I've never heard of them in my life. Anyway, so here's the band Chase Atlantic or the person, I don't know. And their track Tidal Wave, uh, are you in the watch together? Uh, yeah, fuck. I thought it was. Okay, yes, I am. Just have the window open. Okay, cool. Nice, uh, nice image of, uh, a, uh, fruit vagina. Now I just got that reference, yeah. Yeah. Lol. What the hell? <laughs> Where's this person from? They sound like they're a, a Brit. It sounds like that. Kind of like that electronic sound that oh, a lot, seems to be really popular this around this era. So, but what I mean era, I mean like the, this hat like now from like 2015. So, so Chase Atlantic is Australian alternative R and B. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. And it's a group. It's uh... I'm getting a lot of Chainsmoker vibes from them. Like, yeah. I feel like this. Like, I feel like this is like one octave away from just being another version of Closer. 
I don't know what that is. So let's take a look. Close, it's like, you know, that's like their biggest out so song. I, I, I don't really I like them. Okay, well, then we won't. I just, I just, I just know, I just know this. I just know it too much because it's like a lot of people like around my age like it. I, I don't know. Like I have gone to so many parties where people like to play this kind of music and I get it. It's chill. It's layback. It just never truly grabbed me like everybody else's. That's really all I could say. No, that's fine. It's nothing wrong with that. It, I, I, it's not, it's definitely not my, my speed, but I'm not going to judge people for like liking it. Um, yeah, no, but you know, the next one is from, um, the, I believe the Disney channel original bunked. Oh. It's called uh, my fucking God. <laughs> it's called Tidal Wave. It's by the artist uh, Kevin Quinn. Things I never thought I would hear today. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag flying on a wave waiting to start again? Do you ever feel so, so paper thin? Oh, my God. Like I don't know the words. Do you ever feel well? I only hear fireworks. I can't not hear it. It's totally that. Oh my god! Is he gonna? The song's gonna stop. My god. I mean, it sounds like it definitely sounds from a Disney uh, original series. Oh, man, that's a bop. That's a bop. I love that. I love Disney Channel original music. I don't know about you. This is <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hit and miss with it. I'm not I'm not a big Disney fan, like a Disney original fan. I, I don't know. I'm going to send but. this. I'm going to send this to Michael. This will cheer. Him. This is going to cheer him right up. I do I will say that I will I do like the hook. I do like that it, it, it's it's very catchy. It's literally just it's literally firework. Like I could probably like splice firework on top of this and it would just work. Um it's see where you're coming from from it. I don't say it's like not like it's like, oh man, it's totally firework, but because Sorry. Firework, I feel like it has more of a slower build to a chorus, and then it's like, I don't know. No, no, you're right, but it would still work. But also, the track really heavies on like Katy Perry's surprisingly decent singing on the track. Um, yeah, you're right. forgetting Katy Perry actually has a decent voice, but I, yeah, but the only track I really like from her, honestly, is Teenage Dream. <laughs> yeah, but but. Your Katy Perry is never going to be on a tad 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 wave. She never will. Did you know she came out with an album and no, like people are keep on like, oh, that happened. And it's such like a weird, like, why would you release this album now? Because it's like so many things are like, you know, 2020 is a thing, right? <laughs> I mean, the killers just did it. So it's not like. Uh, Apparently, know. like the, the choices, like the stuff that she like scenes about this, the in the album. I don't know. It's a very apparently just feels like a very weird album to release during this time. Granted, also at the same time, I feel like Katy Perry is not maybe in the best hindsight of just how society is right now. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, I just keep on forgetting that that happened. I, I just feel like I just had to mention it because like, oh, yeah, that that was a thing that happened that people just seem to forget about. Yeah, I, I don't pay enough attention to music, anything except for the killers. So I feel like I've been, you know, hashtag blessed in that regard. Hashtag blessed. I mean, I, I only stumbled upon it from like one of like the music blogs that I follow. And even then, like, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember her announcing it. And it's just like, oh, she dropped it. Cool. It was not like a Lady Gaga where it was like even during the COVID is like that was a an event. Like I knew when that album was coming out. Yeah, I, I yeah, like I said, just I didn't even know. Um, how do you feel about the nation of Portugal? The nation of Portugal. Oh, like po- like the like the country I mean, Portugal. I I mean I don't really have any strong opinions just because I'm not that really knowledgeable of the nation of Portugal. How do you feel about Portugal, the man? Portugal dot the man. Um, You know, what's weird. This is a band that I remember seeing all over the place back in like the early, like the late 2000s, early 2010s. And I just I I probably have listened to them, but I can never name a song. I just the bands that sound familiar. I remember them existing. I mean, and that's all I got. I mean, they know the score like the back of their hand. Them other like boys, tie, like a tie, tie, tidal wave. <laughs> so this is Portugal, the man's song, tidal wave. God, this is like some celebrity death match, Clay. Yeah, it's, it, that's exactly the aesthetic I think they were going for. Oh my god, this sounds like a Cage the Elephant track. Say, so, yeah. Wait, wait, I'm trying to remember. Actually, because I know they did a big hit. What is happening in this video? Oh, yeah. So it's like they're like clay people and they're like they're bass players, I guess, you know, in a wheelchair and their drummer is just like they're. And they're getting slimed, but it's like, I guess, acid. Is it not Nickelodeon slime? I hope so. Oh, oh, oh their drummer died. Rip their drummer. Oh, and he's just bowled over. They're, they're, what? There's a butt. Such a weird music video. I'm frankly mesmerized by it. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that either way. (laughs) I forgot there. There's that band. I always keep on because I remember they had that big hit back in 2017. uh, Feel it steal still, which. Okay. Is that. It it was it was a pretty big alternative hit while I remember like a lot of people listening to it. Um, It it was kind of like Casey. They definitely have that Casey elephant like that. Like that very popular alternative. It's like that rock. piano, that piano, that bum, blum, blum, blum. It's like a uh, fucking uh, Clint Eastwood or Dirty Harry, Gorilla. which is which is the famous Gorillas one because they made both a Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry, which is why I will never ever get it straight and I will never ever remember which one's which because um, I like both bum, songs. Bum, bum. That's Clint Eastwood. Okay, yeah, it's it's like that Clint Eastwood pianos. Where it's, you know, the bomb, blah, 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 like that. 
you know, that's kind of where I, I, my mind goes when I hear that. It's, it's, I don't know. They're definitely one of those bands. Like they're not a bad band. Like I, they're, you know, I, there's just not my cup of tea. It, I think it's like that band that I would listen to with my college girlfriend, because that's like their first exposure into alternative music. <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I agree with that. Uh, hold on one second. I, I say that. What was that other band that did the, uh, um, that the fuck it, I, cause the lumineers because i remember that back a lot like it was like yeah particle the man casey elephant the lumineers were just those big indie acts that a lot of people just or alternative acts that i just heard a lot back in college not, not like i would actively listen to it but i would just list like on the radio or people were just listening to them on their own right i don't know Um, yeah, no, I, I've never listened to the Lumineers. I don't know. Uh, hold on. I'm typing a thing into the Google doc cause I forgot to oh, do a uh, thing. Okay. 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 So what did you, so did you like that? What did you, what did you think of that? All right. I, I honestly say the music video was definitely the most interesting part about it. Yeah. Very interesting choice, and I mean the song is fine. Yeah, like yeah. it's alright. It has a good, it has a good groove. It has a good, I like I like it, but it's like I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel that I feel that. Okay, so this is the uh, artist Far Out, and their song Tidal Wave featuring Neve Nev Nevi Nevi Navi Navi. Oh no, this is some trippy shit. Trap Nation, bro. Smack my bitch up, change my pitch up, smack my bitch up. No, can't you hear that? I'm getting that. You can't hear that bass in the background. It's the same bass. You can't hear it. It's okay. Check it out. Check it out. Um, okay. Okay. I'm going to fucking explode your brain. Listen to the bass in this track. Fucking do it. Maybe it's Firestarter. But it's just like that bass, but like slowed way the fuck down. Maybe I'm just fucking crazy. I'm probably fucking crazy. (laughs) 
now and all I have, uh, all I can think about now is the MG version of uh, the 2000s action classic that is Charlie's Angels. I mean, you know, what a classic. I mean, that's the only reason why I know that this song, because I remember that song was like featured in the soundtrack. Well, hold on. Dun, dun. Okay, it's not quite the same. I think I think I was I think I was grasping there. I'll admit it. Oh yeah, because I'm like I don't know where you're getting it from. I'm like Ugh. I don't know. Maybe it's just like where I went but da but and my brain just went oh smack my bitch up because that's the only <laughs> thing. I mean, it's a fun. Oh god. When when I hear a baseline like that, I just that's where my brain goes. I I don't know. I I clearly it. I don't know. You know I'm. Sorry. I'm sorry, Troy. <laughs> no, it's all good. I was just like, I'm like, I, I was just like, I, I was more interested with the journey of this. What'd you, uh, what'd you think of that song? What'd you think of Trap Nation's version? Of- Fine. It's a very chilled, you know, trap beat. I mean, I could definitely see, I could definitely see this track being played at some very late night parties where it's like one or two in the morning and people are still like, hanging around but you can tell that things are dying down this is a track that was just like happened to come on the like this like the playlist or something like that yeah this song would be good to like vibe to as they say um so this is the artist uh andrew bear who you take for your headaches obviously and allison may who is you know um her uh you know her cousin is allison june I'm I'm not funny. Anyway, this is uh this is their song, yeah. <laughs> Tidal Wave. I didn't even know you were joking. Now I feel like a dick. <laughs> this is an interesting like art like cover. Yeah, it's like a person like really really caught up in a like trapped in a pillowcase. Two people. There's another person on the bottom right. Two people really no. It's it's a centaur. That's like one really long ass leg. <laughs> yeah. It's like the elephant man in a pillowcase. Uh, drinking a game fuel. You're kidding. You have game fuel. It, it makes me all like hype for the pod. It's a thing. Where do, you, where do you buy game fuel? Like Mountain Dew game fuel? Yeah. Um, where is where is this bot? I want some. <laughs> There's a gas station in um, near me that sells it that I buy. I wish the Circle K would have sold it on my end. They might. You'd be surprised. I just go for fountain drinks, though, because it's just cheaper. No, I feel you. I'm waiting for them to say tidal wave. If you haven't, if you're, if you're wondering. She 
said title, but she didn't say title wave. It's the tease, man. It's the tease. That was good. I liked it. Yeah. Probably yeah. out of all the tracks, this is probably the one I would probably actually listen through the whole way through. Yeah, no, that was that was a pretty groovy track. I liked that a lot. Um, I mean, the art. I'm actually very fascinated with this art cover. Yeah, like, I'm just like you're just staring it's at not, it. It's like clearly another person. Like I know it's just another person just like kneeling, but just how the like the illusion of it. Like honestly, it could be just a really long and thick leg. That's just like I I don't know. It's just fascinating. No, um, I mean that's that's why we do these things. Um, so this is the track uh, "Tidal Wave." Just a little reference by the artist Kill Edward. And I looked up the lyrics of this song, and um, they are in fact yeah 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 yeah. My favorite part. Can we vibe just a little? a drink come true. Ain't gonna lie, just like a thing. I've been feeling you. Just a little. 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 Had to let it ride just a little. Let me bring it back so it's clear. I've been wanting you since we were little. Now we full grown and you here. Do you have time just a little? I can make it worth your while. Ain't you digging me a little? They're not gonna say tidal wave, I don't think. It's not a long track. No, it's only a minute forty-seven. I, I mean, we're already three quarters. We might as well. Long. I love that jangly piano in the background. <laughs> they never say tidal wave. That's the whole song, everybody. This is the episode. Of, why is it even called tidal wave then? Because <laughs> the song washes over you. It's a bad track because I actually do like the I like the beat and I actually do think that the the senior voice is actually not a bad like voice i wish it's just a very it's just a very baffling song i'm just like okay you but then what, again what happened there exactly um okay so uh i know you know interpol right you you like yeah i mean about to say they're about the same like they came out around the same time as the killers like they came out at that same yeah. even though like the Killers wasn't like from that New York scene in the early 2000s. They sometimes get associated with it because they came, like 2004. I think when Hot Fuzz came out, that's when a lot of these like really sentimental albums came out. Like, cause I believe Interpol's. That, is that when their debut came out? It was either 2002 or 2004. But yeah, I, I'm very aware of Interpol, but I, I there's a there's there's some similarities like well, let's hear what their version of the track Tidal Wave is. 
Oh, I got a response from Michael. Oh, God. What? <laughs> That's what he <laughs> says. Sounds about right. Oh, my God. That was his response. What? Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. Please tell me you subjected Troy to this. <laughs> Not just subjected. Forced it. I just responded, indeed. Yeet. I love the fucking bass in this. I mean, yeah. Bow! Oh, it's so good. Oh, that's him. And it's like late Airfall, too, because they kind of. They're one of those bands that a lot. Like, their debut album's like amazing and still considered like a classic, but a lot of people kind of fell off of them after, after that first album. They kind of almost. I don't want to say they kind of have like the killer scenes because obviously they're still not like they're still successful in some ways but like a lot of people just kind of go towards the first album and don't really go to the rest of their discography yeah this came out in 2014 yeah because i'm like I, the, the the cover looks familiar because i'm like okay this is later era it's a good track actually i'm like i'm like wow it's a decent track yeah now, I um, didn't really put out anything bad. My only problem with Interpol really is their sound really haven't truly evolved. Like, it's yeah. kind of like they kind of make the same. They are in the same sound, which, again, granted, if you're you, if you have a sound, you stick with it. But I don't know. That's just why I've never been like a big fan outside their debut album, Turn Off the Bright Lights, which was in 2002. So it's just around that same time period where it's like, is this it? Turn yeah. off the bright lights. Uh, Fever to Die, Hot Fuzz, a lot of those big albums are coming out. Yeah. No, um, I've never listened to Interpol in my life. I'm if it's, it's shocked. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. You mentioned that like their sound never evolved because it's like, you know, when you think of all these post punk revival bands like the Killers, like Franz Ferdinand, um, you know. Uh, uh, uh Say this about the killers though they at least try to evolve like they do definitely change their sound like not one yeah, album really sounds the same that's what i was gonna say they they tend to they, they tend to kind of change their sound as the albums and the time goes on um and Saying interpol doesn't completely change their sound you can obviously tell like what they were trying to go is a little different but it's still kind of like still in that same boat i i don't know it's yeah, yeah. the post but it, it's definitely like they're they're in, they know what works for them. And they kind of just stick with it. They're not at the venture adventures. What's it? I no no not to knock anything down on that. Yeah. Um, it just sucks because also like when you come out with an album as big of a classic that is turn off the bright lights. It's kind of it's it's kind of like even the Strokes face it, and even the Killers to this day. Like when you come out with your first album being the master, like kind of being the album that really is just going to define your career. 
it's kind of hard to live out of that shadow. And I feel like Interpol definitely falls in that bands in that, in that category. It's like, they're just, it's hard to outgrow that shadow that they just created with their first record. I feel you. Um, yeah. So, um, can you see what the next, uh, band is on the track? Oh God, this is a band that I, God what, damn it. What, what band is it? Troy? You know that band that did that song about the fireflies? What's the name of that band, Troy? <laughs> Owl City. Who? God damn it. <laughs> Owl City. Who? God damn it. Owl City. Who? <laughs> oh my God. So this is Owl City's song, Tidal Wave. Who? <laughs> It sounds like every. It's. Like a B side for Fireflies. It's the same album. This is the same album. That sounds about right. Hold on. Let me double check that. Yeah. This is. Um. This is the last song on the album, actually. You remember when this, like, this band just came out of nowhere and like everyone seems to fucking love them? I didn't believe my eyes. <laughs> I had to make myself believe. <laughs> Honestly, okay, I'm a track. Like I do kind of like it. Like as much as I do kind of shit on Owl City, who I do kind of like, fuck you. <laughs> Go on. I sorry. do kind of like. I do like. It's an enjoyable track. Like it's a fun beat. I, I all I can think about is Owl City is weird because I know it came out like around 2009, 2010, because their sound like kind of was big around that time, and there were a band like I'm honestly really shocked never did a song for the sonic games because i feel like especially in that era where they were trying to like make it more simple and especially sonic colors soundtrack the theme song is straight up almost sounds like it could be an owl city song i'm like still shocked to this day that we haven't had an owl city sonic song because i feel like it's just one of those out there why would that happen but no it kind of would i could see it happen as the front man of hoobastank singing the the theme song of sonic forces that's, that's a tidbit for it. That's so weird. That's like that's my favorite tidbit ever. It's like the lead the lead singer of Hoobastank in 2017 did the theme song for Sonic Hero of uh, Sonic Forces, and the um, the lead singer of Bowling for Soup did the theme song for Sonic Unleash. Wait, really? Jarrett Reddick did something for a Sonic game? Yes, look that up. The lead singer of Bowling for Soup. Yeah, endless possibilities. <laughs> Um, Sonic Unleashed. Uh, hold on, Jarrett. I'm just gonna look up Bowling for Soup. Yeah, Endless Possibility features Jarrett. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, it would not to not to name drop, but I've actually met Jarrett Reddick. He came to karaoke one time, and I remember you telling me that like one like when I first met you at karaoke. Nobody fucking knew who he was, 
And I was just like, bro, that's the lead singer of Bowling for Soup. And he was so cool. And for San Antonio, like, I feel no, like they're like, a, it was here in Austin. They're from Dallas. That's right. Cause I know they're from Texas. Cause I remember like here, like, it's like, I keep up forgetting like Blue October's from Texas. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, they were, uh, nope. they, they were going to do a tour together. They, uh, they were going to do the emotional roller coaster tour. Oh God, that is such a nostalgia 2000 tour that I honestly would probably be a sucker for. Cause I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I'd Just listen. like the, remember when we were going to get the Weezer fallout boy and green day tour. That was going to happen this year, but COVID happened. What was, it had a funny name and I don't remember what it was. I forgot the name too. And it was like, it, it looks like they were going to go all out. And I remember like, I was playing, I was hitting up people about this. We were going to commit because we were thinking about either doing Houston or Dallas, like do, making a trip about it. Cause I was like, fuck it. I'm down. I, I do love Weezer. I could tolerate fallout boy and I could tolerate green day, but I think it's just one of those. I don't like it's a ticket. Like, yeah, this sounds like it would be a fun show. I forgot the name of it. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it had a funny name. So Owl City, actually, I, I have to mention this because here's the thing about that song. I, honestly, it sounds like everything from that album. But like Owl City made uh, has made a bunch of tracks that I've really liked. Like um, I'm going to play this because uh, I like this song for many reasons. It's called Dementia. It's got Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 as a um, guest vocalist. He sings the second verse. And I swear to God, the lead singer of fucking Owl City sounds like Tom DeLonge in this video. Uh, here we go. To take a break from Tidal Wave, we just have yeah. to go to the... Yeah, this is Dementia by Owl City. Let's start an Owl City podcast. I would never do that. But he sounds like Tom in this. It's so weird. I think the reason why I feel like why Owl City have kind of people have kind of love to endure him. It's like the Blink-182 thing. It's just, I feel like this is just the evolution of pop punk back in the early 2010s. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Um, Because we have other songs to play. I'm about to say, yeah, like we're really going backtrack. I'm sorry. I just, I just had that tangent because it's just one of the, like Owl City is just one of those bands nope. that I'm like really shocked. <laughs> yeah has not done a sonic song because it just feels like they would they have that sound that sega was going for in that time for that franchise and i could totally see it because like that pop punk energy and shit and the yeah. kids love them and the kids love them we still mean the hell out of fireflies <laughs> yeah i need to get away from owl city because i'm gonna just keep going who every time I, we I mention know. Them. let's 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 go with the next track so this is the uh artist aston all caps A-S-T-N. I don't know how that's pronounced or if that's even like a name. It might be like NSYNC where it's just all the band members' names, um, allegedly. And this is their song, Tidal Wave. Aston, not NSYNC. Boom, boom. Hi. I used to get some Who are you saying hi to? I don't know, the song was going high. I 
Man, this song would be so good to like just straight vibe to. It's, you know, it's kind of reminds me and his voice, not exactly 100%, but I don't know if you're aware of James Blake. He's nope. this, uh, yeah, he's a singer songwriter that I really like, but he's also really big in electronics. Like he's, he's a piano player, but he play he adds a lot of uh, uh, trap beats and stuff like that. Um, Electric and, and trap piano. Yeah, yeah, in Dominion is his music. I was excited and to see them at South by this year, but, you know, South by got canceled. <laughs> but, uh, it, he definitely has that vibe, that sound. That was good. What'd you think of that? I really liked it. Honestly, out of all the tracks so far, I think this would probably would be my favorite one. I feel you. Um, this is a sub focuses song tidal wave featuring Alpines. I guess they they're really into trees. Let's listen. And some music video. It's a lot of beaches. Oh, man. If she if she puts her hand really hard into the water. She's going to smack her beach up. Is my life flashing before my eyes and I just like hang out the beach a lot? (laughs) Hey, it's Brandon Flowers. Not really, but if he was extremely pale, pale Brandon. He has a hairstyle. (laughs) Hold on. Okay, never mind. No, when you see a couple of like the hair is really the only thing that's similar. He honestly looks like Dan Reynolds. Uh, like from Imagine Dragons. Less, oh God. Less beardy, but same idea. Yeah. I love the imagery of tidal waves. We actually have references to tidal waves in this. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is more my speed. I like this. It's all right. Like, I'm, 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 I'm lukewarm on it. Like, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I could see it. Yeah. yeah. If he didn't look so much like a douchebag. Yeah. Like the lead singer of Imagine Dragons looks like a douchebag. Oh, Dan Reynolds is a wonderful human being. Okay. Like, like hate on him. Like. You know, hate on this music all you want. I, but I mean, they're the, they're the Nickelback of our generation. <laughs> yeah, but but Nickelback is also dope. So you know, you have to. I mean, re- should, like re-listen to some Nickelback songs. You have to remember where this podcast maintains a strong pro Nickelback stance. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> I, I revisited some Nickelback songs just because we referenced it so much. And I'm like, I, I, okay, like, are they really that bad? Really, not really, but their songs are so damn corny and so damn, like, that era of. You gotta. These re- people are not good people. Like, they're kind of like the people that are supposed to be the heroes of the song are kind of dicks. <laughs> you gotta remember that Nickelback is like the biggest band of our generation. 
you know, of that's like, true. you know, and same with Imagine Dragons. Like we they are so fucking huge and we don't like to admit how fucking huge these bands are, but they're fucking huge. I'm always like, like surprised. Like, I'm like, how are they that big? Like, who is actively like Imagine Dragons or Nickelback are like my favorite band. I ride or die them. I have yet to meet that person. I've I've met these people and you know what? They're just normal people. I would Fair. I would sing Nickelback at karaoke. I would sing Imagine Dragons at karaoke. I would um, see Nickelback, but I would not see Imagine Dragons just because there hasn't been really an Imagine Dragons song that I care about. Uh, see, I'd sing Radioactive. Anyway, um, last but not least on the name, the same section, which has taken up almost 40 minutes of time, which is amazing. Um, this is uh, for the listeners. <laughs> this is all time Lowe's song Tidal Waves which is plural, but whatever. And I picked it just because it has Mark Hoppus also as a guest vocalist. See, I did there. I like Chekhov's gunned the Mark, the Mark Hoppus fucking uh, falling on my face again. So I know I'm right on track. It's hard for me to make amends when you stab me in the back. Sailing on to another sorry shore. I really like this track. I'm actually a huge fan of this song. You ever heard this song before, Troy? I'm not. Yeah. Um, I again, I don't think it's a bad track. I just this is just, it's just something I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to. But yeah. that's just that's just me. But hey, it works. No, I feel <laughs> you. No, I feel you. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Now that we're past name the same, I'm trying to be that. I'm trying not to be that pretentious asshole. Like, I'm no, like, it's fine. I love all time low, and this track is kind of a bop for me. It's it's not really a bop, but it's definitely like I think it's closer to like a banger status. I don't I, know. Depends well, on how you feel I will, about. I no. will say this: I mm. do like his uh pit, his pitch of it's a tad away. <laughs> No, it's dope. It's really good. And, you know, uh, in the second verse, Mark shows up, which I will not play because the song, this episode's already like going to be like two hours long. <laughs> um, OK, so now that we're past all the name, the sames, we have to talk about live versions. And there's only been one live version. And f- by all accounts, as far as I can tell, this live version was entirely done by accident. So in Boulder, Colorado in 2009, part of the sound. Was that Red Rocks? Probably. I don't, I don't know. I've never been there. Um, let me look it up. Uh, set list FM title wave. The killers. Uh, why am I on image search? Here it is. 
it was Fox Theater in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. So, um, so allegedly what happened is the audio or part of the audio mix was like crashing. And so while they were trying to fix it, uh, Dave just started playing this song and Brandon and Dave just did this all acoustic. So um, let's listen to that. It sounds like there's clearly sound in this, so I don't know what they're talking about. But I do want to point out, Ronnie is just sitting in front of his drum set. There's Ronnie just like chilling. Chilling. Mark's there too. But the mics work. And the guitar works. This is so cool. Bro, like holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, like it's coming out of somewhere. And so Brandon just says quiet. He's always trouble with his non-complacent. He just yells it? Oh, that's so cool. Shotgun eyes. He's just projecting. This is so cool. Saturday night, they're running for the shadow. Cusick moment at the party. Oh, this is so cool. not like a really big venue it only holds up to 625 people so so i mean this is doable there's there's a few videos of this i want to let me look at look at just ronnie and mark just chilling <laughs> hold on let's go i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up a couple of other versions of this title wave the killers live because the thing is like it when makes I, me wonder why they don't play it live then. Like, well, I looked this up and all I could find was this one ven venue. <laughs> because it's, I feel like it became like a fan favorite. Like, yeah. Okay, so here's another angle. Not cheering. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna give it a shot, I guess, while they try and fix this. Okay, baby, we're gonna try a new title wave without any. Uh, any... <laughs> It's like, we're going to do Tidal Wave with the sinks. Like, like yeah. was it actually on the set list? Yeah, so they lost their monitor, but it looks like their mic still worked. And so you can see the person, the other person recording. Um, yeah. So let's let's jump ahead to like uh, a minute twenty five.
Oh, wow. He really does like... He, he doesn't even use his mic. That's so cool. Still pretty much hear him. Yeah, I know. This is from like across the room. Oh, that's so cool. Look at look at all these. Look at all these people recording it. This is why there are so many videos of this one moment. Like, yeah. Out away. That's so cool. Real talk, I would love the karaoke of this song. <laughs> I'm if it's available, I'd do it too. Come and away. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, um like it makes me why I don't perform it live. Like honestly, it works, like even in that acoustic setting. Yeah, no, it's 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 really good. And Brandon just this was it looks like this was just completely off the cuff. Like they just said, fuck it. Fuck and, it. <laughs> and like fuck. Dave and Brandon just had like a moment. This is so cool. What what year was like, was this during their day and age tour? Yeah, or was it was like... during day and age tour. It was 2009. Huh. What the hell? Mm. No. Also, I'm still recording. My friend is asking me if I've seen my house in Microsoft Flight Sim yet. Um, no. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that was Michael's, that was actually pretty awesome. Like I like for especially if it was like off the cuffs, like that's pretty like it yeah. makes me wonder why they don't play this song live as much. Or yeah. at all. No, I, I agree with you. That was so good. Um, yeah, and that's the only time they've ever played it live. Ever. Like, that's just... Because it's such a fan favorite song, I feel like. Like, like I know it's not like, you know, obviously it's not like... Even in day and age, like, it's not like the human or spaceman. But... I mean... I, like, there seems to be enough... Enough, like traction with this song in their discography that people do enjoy it and it just makes me wonder why they just don't play it as much even if it's like an encore kind of like to start the encore set because i feel like that would be a perfect like to start the encore set yeah it does it's like how um it's like how uh do you ever seen you know the band electric six which is another one of my favorite bands yeah uh, i i heard of them yeah um, so they have a song called uh, Jimmy Carter, which is from their second album. And instead of like walking off of stage and then coming back for their encore set, what happens is the whole band walks off stage except for their lead singer. As he's leaving the stage, the White Wolf, their guitarist, hands their lead singer, Dick Valentine, a guitar, and he just plays um, the song Jimmy Carter. And then the band shows up and they do the rest of the encore set. It's, it's honestly incredible. And they only recently started doing it. It's probably one of my favorite things. And yeah, th it would be something like this. Like I know Brandon doesn't play, like he plays the piano, but that's like it. But like if Brandon like came on stage and just played this song completely acoustically with him on guitar, 
I think it would be like a life changing moment. I think this song would really be a good live song. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that moment. Like I definitely would be like, oh, this feels like a special, like, you know, a special moment in the set list. Yeah. Again, this makes me question like, why do you just don't bring it out as much? Like, yeah. granted, I mean, I haven't really listened a lot of past day and age. I mean, I heard wonderful, wonderful, at least a few times and I still need to listen to their new album, but I feel like the band knows like this out this song in particular has a special spot in the fan base and it'd be like kind of like, you know, a cool song to bust out once and again, you know? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are you ready for covers? I forgot we have covers. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um, don't worry. There's not a lot of them. However, um, before the cover section starts, we do like a little four second pause so I can shove an ad in there. And so, and I also shove a pause in there so everyone knows where the ad is so they can kind of skip it if they want to. So um, let's, so let's stop talking for four seconds and then we're going to, we're going to do the cover section. So four second pause starting now. Cool. So the cover section. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so I keep I on forgetting we have covers now. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's only like six, but so before we do covers, um, I totally forgot to make a nightcore version this week, which is very embarrassing for me. Uh, so how dare you? So like while we were doing the name, the same songs, I went searching for a nightcore of any of the songs called Tidal Wave, and luckily I found one. So this is the Nightcore version of the Chase Atlantic song, Tidal Wave. Oh my god. It wouldn't be Nightcore without an anime, anime character front and center. Oh yeah. So it's like a... Some sort of... It's like a... Gender, none, I can't tell person with pink hair and like a sailor cap on. And like, maybe they have like a rat tail or that's part of their collar. I can't, yeah. I really tell. Yeah. That certainly was a nightcore song. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> So let's let's get into covers. So this first track is from the channel. Oh, boy. And Cap MD is the name of the channel. We're we're really starting this one right. Um, and this is an acoustic cover. So here we go. Oh, man, I love I already love this. Um, they have a friends poster in the background, by the way. I noticed that. Like that was the first scene I noticed. Also, it looks like the poster is literally the lyrics to the friends song. Saturday night, they're running for the shadow. 
This is a really good Did cover, you? though. I would say if it like if Brandon took more of like a country approach with it, I could easily sound up, see hear it like sound like this. I mean, Brandon likes doing uh, country songs, so like yeah, that's, like if he if he went more into it, I could hear it. Like I could see it going this route. Did you ever listen to um, Brandon's live album or his his solo album? I mean. I listened to his first solo album, which I freaking adore. Yeah. Like I, I really love his first solo album. Yeah. It's, it's almost a country album. And so like the vibe in this is very close to that. I, I like that. That was really good. Thank you. And cap MD. I've really mixed feelings about that username though. I don't, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but well, well, um, this one's super adorable. Okay. This next one it's the channel Calla Musical, and it's it's like a dude and like his like younger brother who's like 12 or something, probably younger. But you got to see this. It's so good. So this is the channel Calla Musical. He's always trouble with oh, and he's got a little kitten in his hands and he's. So good. Yeah, this is actually a really good cover. I really liked it so far. Even for a 12-year-old, like he has a really good voice for a 12-year-old. No, this is so good. And it's like super earnest. Like yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah, like it like doesn't look like Yeah, like Jesus. Tied away. Tied away. I'm going to have to send this one to Michael, too. I wonder what the cat's thinking. The cat's probably like, I'm hungry. Are you food? What is this? I don't know. I don't... This tidal wave you speak of. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna get wet. I don't like this. I, I sent that one to Michael too because it's super good, and I want him to see it. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Callum Musical. Um, incredible cover. What do you think of that? Really would enjoy it. Like, yeah, like it's it's a really good cover. Like he has a really good voice for like being only twelve. Yeah, like like a re like really damn good. Yeah, I, I just guessed 12. I don't actually know how old this person is, um, but um, he looks like he's in the middle school range. Yeah, like so, maybe freshman in high school. But that's like the kind of like I would say the closest I would say oldest. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is definitely a week where Michael would just be fucking furious with me because almost Why? all of these covers are just dudes or chicks inside of uh a bedroom with acoustic just 
just covered videos like especially like in the early age of youtube like late 2000 early 2010s that was the fucking like norm <laughs> yeah well michael hates that because i will literally i will do a thing where i will play every single one of these and we will we will sit there for a minute at a time and michael will just get madder and madder it's so funny it's so funny but but luckily we're here with troy with his which is a much more posy atmosphere you know wow shots fired <laughs> i i said i wasn't gonna give him crap but i also lied um so this is home 10 in his cover of the song tidal wave by the killers oh fuck beatles poster fucking beatles poster no, holy shit beatles. like you got john lennon recording I, is that a picture of Barack Obama in the bottom left? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a bunch of them. There's one at the top right too. It has to be like yeah, 2008, 2012. I like the way he's. he's I really like this guy's delivery though. It's definitely it's, like uh, it's, it sounds like young emo. It sounds like young blood. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm getting even like bright eyes. Yeah, definitely that emo. You've heard uh you've heard the uh Young Blood and Machine Gun Kelly cover of Champagne Supernova, right? Yes. Yeah, it's it sounds all like the voice is exactly like um it sounds like Young Blood, honestly. That we're coming around on that track cuz that's always been one of my favorite Oasis tracks. Yeah, no, that was really good. This this week's covers have been awesome. So yeah, I'd say all of them have been really solid. Like they're all different like approaches of it, but I all I, I like the choice. I'm like they're pretty, they're damn good covers. Yeah. Like yeah. this is Home Ten once again, everybody. So check check him out as well. So this and the reason I'm hesitating is because I don't put any of the information on the covers, so it's like a surprise for me almost as well. This is the channel Addy Tan and their cover of Tidal Wave. He's always trouble with his non-complacence. Shotgun eyes. What who's on the shirt? It's probably Brandon. It looks like Brandon. His mystery. Yeah, I can kind of for a second I was gonna say Tom York, but I'm like no. She's always taken by his well, I mean, just the hair. I want to yeah. see the poster behind her, though. That's social network. That's a social network poster. You don't get to. Yeah, like it's because I was like, is that the social network? And then when she moved her arm a little bit, I Jesse Eisenberg. I'm like, yep, that's social network. OK. But I just know that because I love that movie so much. I've never seen it. It's, it's definitely a classic. I recommend it. <laughs> Over me. You say 
She's almost got, she almost kind of puts like a little British, a little British. I don't know how to describe it other than that. On, uh, on I wonder, the chorus it there. just seems like, it seems like the fans love this song. I just, I'm like honestly shocked that the killers just don't talk about it or like really play it as much live. I think one of the Reddit threads, and I may not, I may have just glossed over this one, but one of the Reddit threads basically said, you can basically see how the band feels about it by them not putting it on an album. Um, more than anything else, you know, like on the, you know, like on day and age, like the fact that it's bonus track. Yeah. Like it's not like an official song. So, you know, just something to keep in mind. Who, what, what, but it's like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's just one of those. It's like because there's been bonus track like like for example um the kit like the clash like one of their most famous songs is the bonus track it was a hidden track it was a tra- train in vain it was actually just a hidden track on London Calling like I, and they seem like I just I don't know it just it just makes me baffled I'm like it's not a bad track to hide and it's like clearly fans love it I'm just like very baffled on why they just don't really revisit it as much. It's it's because the killers have a lot of tracks. It's like it's like going to. That's true. You know, there comes a point in a in a band's like existence where they kind of hit that moment where they're just like, fuck it. We're just going to play our famous songs because just those alone will make a full concert. Um, to your radio head, which you just like, yeah, fuck creep, which I agree. I, I don't mean, like that song. at no, all. No, that's that's the other move you can do, which I think is more fun but at the same time like you know it's it definitely will disappoint your you know your greatest hits fans which i certainly am for radiohead but like for the killers if they came out there's so many greatest hits in radiohead like i do believe like you do have to hit the heavy hitters that because that's why people are there but i do like when bands go to like the deep cuts because i always like i mean i'm just that person because if you're going to a show you have some knowledge of the the, the band and you do kind of care about it enough. I mean, oh, I even saw Bruce Springsteen and E Street Band. They did not play a big hit on that set list. And it's still one of my favorite shows I have ever seen live. I mean, you saw you saw um, Weird Al when he did the um, it's security tour. Yes. Yeah. Like he, he did not, none of the parodies. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he, he did an encore that he would do like some of the he does a parody polka like he actually does like his the parodies of his song but he would do it in polka form yeah which was super cool if ever i had a regret like personally speaking um it was not seeing weird al on that specific tour that tour was actually super cool because he also would do like a special cover of a a, like another album's like another artist song well like he got to like neil young like he was going into some deep cuts oh i believe it no it's probably incredible awesome i was like damn but like, way to see relevant. <laughs> but he played "Why Does This Always Happen to Me," which is my favorite Weird Al song um, on that tour. Which I I know it's a style parody of Ben Folds, but it's such a good song and it's hilarious. And it's like that was when they played it live, and I missed it. And it will always be one of my regrets. The one I'm glad I got to see it was the um they did the they they performed Jackson Park Express which was the uh, album closer to mandatory uh, mandatory fun which is like just eight minute long. I oh. love when Weird Al does long song because he's very detailed with his lyrics. 
and they're very funny, but they're very descriptive enough to tell a tale. Because no. Albuquerque is kind of the same way. Albuquerque, dude, Albuquerque live. Hi, welcome to Soul oh, of a Truck. Is fucking badass. A Weird <laughs> Al podcast, where like at the end where he loses his train of thought, he just says "fuck it" and starts over. Uh-huh. Until Silvercrow. I mean, that's pretty much the gist of the story. Yeah, it's so good. It's incredible. Um, One of my favorite tracks, like he ever done, because it's just like this song shouldn't work, but it does. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, fun fact. Here's a here's a little aside. Albuquerque is actually a straight parody and not a style parody, and nobody knows that. It is. Uh-huh. It is actually a parody of the song Dick's Automotive by, um, hold on, I gotta look it up. Well, even his original songs are more in style of, it's still making fun of a musical style. No, 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 it it is. But it's just not a straight up parody. I mean, granted, I mean, the reason why I think Weird Al works so well, why he has stayed relevant, and why he has such a fan base as he does, is he's actually a really great, good vocalist. But two, incredible. He's a really, he's a great and also um, um, accordion player. But he really knows how to write songs. Like even when they're funny, they're very clever and they're very, like they're still they're still catchy. There's still a hook to it. Like that, I feel a lot of parodies like artists don't really get to do. The only. There's only like that's why there's not like there's a lot of parody videos or people love to do parody songs, but there's only like so, oh, so many to actually have really big, decent success. Exactly. Um, I feel like. No, I agree with that. But yeah, he, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, we should we should just do like a, a, a bonus episode and like for the Patreon where we just talk about, we love to like talk weird out. Like oh, weird Al is definitely one of my favorite artists of all time. Like, and it, I still love the fact that my mom thought it was going to be a bad. I'm like, Nope, I'm 27. And honestly, weird Al, It's still one of the greatest shows I have ever seen. And he's so great live. We'll just call it the weird Al exclusive. Anyway, this is um, the channel. Steven Donson, D O N S O N Don son. And his cover of Tidal Wave. And it looks like he's like performing. There's definitely a camera person. Nice dartboard, bucko. It's like a shot in a bar. Okay, this is just an, a, a guitar cover. The subtlety is accessory. Not like the other guys. Let's skip. Let's skip like halfway through and like listen to the "Don't Shoot Me Santa" part. It sounds like it's just like the same like like four or five chords like over and over again. I mean, the guitar is definitely not the most interesting part about the track. It definitely, you know, it's it plays a part, but it's not like. Yeah, like this song is very like it's definitely like a song about the whole phrasing instead of being a song about just, you know, an instrument, which is why instrument covers are always a little iffy for me. 
Um, but still, we love that. What do you think of that? I say I love that. It's fair. Like, yeah, like, I mean, it's not bad. Like, I, I still think, like, you know, for as, you know, as simple as the chords are be, uh, granted, this is also coming from a person who cannot play guitar. So I, I'm yeah. a, I'm not the fact that he could even play it. But no, it, it sounded really well. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that you could totally tell that he was playing the song in the background. Yeah, I could, could hear I, it, I could yeah. tell that he was playing Tidal Wave. So yeah. I would say that's a good job. Yeah. Also, I love like the like dank basement vibes of this. Oh yeah, like it straight up looked like a dive bar. Like, yeah, it's it's perfect. He's just like there's a couch and like a dartboard, but the dartboard has like the wall is surrounded by. Oh, holes. it's so fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's amazing. Uh, Tidal wave, Tidal wave, God. <laughs> no, this song is just it's. It just it's an earworm. OK, so this is the last cover and then we do final thoughts. So this is the channel Marshmallows 209. Um. He's always trouble with his non-complaining and shotgun eyes, shotgun eyes. His subtlety, his mystery, he's not like the other guys. She's always taken by his reputation. He's so bad. He's Questions so bad. Questions about this. Saturday night. This has mad Florida vibes. I'm not even kidding. You say your heart ain't ever been broken. You think you know where you're going. Tidal wave. Tidal wave. Come rushing over me. Honestly, um, so th yeah, this has mad Florida vibes. Like this, like in the four. Okay, so let me describe the scene. Actually, Troy, I haven't let you talk very much. Describe the scene. <laughs> describe the scene. Okay. Um, so it's a very. It looks like a kind of a koi pond area. Like definitely like a little waterfall going down. You got the rock formation and everything, and even like in the sh the left end of the shot it's just this long thick grass it looks like sawgrass to me which yeah, is why it's like, like florida vibes yeah and then it's a, it's just that and the video moves like just a little bit because just that's what happens when you're recording on your phone and then it's just this person seeing tidal wave out of nowhere it's it's like, like yeah they're off camera like they're they're not you don't see them and I'm just like wondering, I'm like, why this choice? And it's like, see, I don't want to bash it too much because it's like, I, I'm not that kind of person. It's definitely like probably my least, one of my least favorite of the covers, but I don't think her voice is bad. I'm just like baffled by the choice of this. <laughs> like, why this approach? Like, just go to your koi pond or this little like pond area record it while seeing tidal wave with like no instrumentation in the background honestly i love it i love, love it i love the aesthetics i love that like the song is not quite in the same key as the original song but like well i'm not gonna expect that like that's yeah, just no that's fine but, heard. but it sounds almost like it's but but she she changed it just for her voice and it's I think this is great. Um and I think she she just like 
I think this just was like a spur of the moment thing. She just uploaded a video of herself singing. I mean, holy shit, this has 155 views. Fuck. Um, which is awesome. Blink 155 reference. Um, but <laughs> but no, I think this is great. This is a really good cover. So thank you very much, Marshmallows209 say like i don't think it's a bad cover like I, at all like i do think she st- does carry a, a tune and it's like i do like the voice a bit it's just my i'm just very baffled like that's just all i'm coming around with is i'm just very baffled with the decision but hey that's just me <laughs> yeah yeah so troy yes sir that was the last cover so i have to ask you more than anything What's else up? what are with your what? final <laughs> thoughts on the song Tidal Wave by the band The Killers. Keep on hearing it. Like, honestly, I remember why I, like, really kind of gravitate this towards this song when I first heard Day and Age, like, the bonus version. And it just makes me wonder, like, why does the band just doesn't acknowledge it as much? It seems like it it is a fan favorite from what we kind of just gone down, that there's that many covers of it, at least six. Um and even that live performance, like even if it's just the acoustic, like I think it fucking works. And it's definitely a hidden gem in their discography. And kind of oddly, even though it's not officially on the record, it's like an example why I would say why I think Day and Age has aged better than I think most of the Killers albums to me. Um and why it's like my second favorite behind Hot Fuzz. Like I really love this track. It's a very solid track, even though it's it clearly w- w- way uh, puts the B- Bowie references, like the Bowie influences, on its sleeve. But you know, that's to the song's benefit, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel that, and I I kind of agree with you. I think the first half of the song is really kind of catchy, and I'm definitely gonna be like humming this fucking track for the next week. I'm going to text you out of nowhere at like 2 a.m. Tidal waves. Oh, God. Tidal waves. <laughs> you fucking would. Um, but no. I mean, I, that, that's the shit I love to do for fun. But no, and I, I feel that. And it's this is honestly a really catchy, memorable track. And I like it a lot. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. And also, honestly, the live version because of like the circumstances was incredible. And I think they should just do that for real. Cause it's so cool. And, um, at least a- I start the encore set. Like that's a song that you could start an encore set to. Exactly. You know? I, bands normally start like an encore set with like kind of a slower track. They don't try to go straight into the hits as much until like the next two songs, like the, the actual last two songs. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I could totally see this being like a great, track to intro a outro like you know intro a encore set intro and outro actually works um yeah i know (laughs) i didn't mean for that but (laughs) yeah so troy now that we're at the end of the pod um do you have anything you want to plug before we uh get going i would say well i plugged at the very beginning of the show but uh, i do host a podcast called up and down and all around uh me and a guest host each episode talk about specific uh 3d 2d platforming games um class uh running from the classics to the nes to current indie darlings and things of that nature uh we have a couple as i mentioned before we're talking Mega Man x thomas was alone um and uh metroid uh, in these upcoming episodes and I'm about to drop probably by the time this episode drops our crass 
Bandicoot Warped episode will be up. So um, if you like just if you like video games or you like platforming uh, video games or you just, you know, like people talking about gaming, um, it's a it's a fun podcast that I'm uh, I do uh, hope that you guys check out and enjoy it and let me know how, what you guys think. Um, and also we we're all on social media up and down and all around uh, all Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, shoot me up there if you if you're curious at all about the show or anything. <laughs> well, there you go. And um, yeah, as always, thank you for showing up and thank you for being on the pod with me. And no worries, man. Thank you for thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Honestly, this was perfect. This is exactly what I was hoping for, as always. And um, with that in mind, I will see you whenever we hang out next, but I will see you, the audience, next week. He's always trouble with his non-complacence. Shotgun eyes, shotgun eyes. His subtlety, his mystery. Not like the other guys She's always taken by his reputation He's so bad, he's so bad On Saturday night, dear riding for the shadow You say you're home Away. Come rushing over